0: health concerns ohio state buckeyes and the quest to go three and two what do all these things have in common find out on this crossover thursday episode of locked on saints and locked on washington football team you are locked on saints your daily new orleans saints podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, and that means it is time for another Crossover Thursday edition. This week, we've got David Harrison at DHarrison82, one of the co-hosts over at Locked on Washington football team, along with the fantastic Chris Russell, myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA, host of Locked on Saints, here to preview everything that you hoot ats. And Washington football team fans, I guess, need to know before this matchup on Sunday. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Going into week five, we've got the uh, Saints traveling to Landover, Maryland to take on the Washington football team. We always start with biggest stories for the teams going into this matchup. Then we'll get the keys to victory, as well as our uh, key matchups to watch, predictions, all of that. But let's go ahead and jump into biggest stories for each of these teams going into the matchup. What's the biggest story going on right now for Washington Football Team ahead of this one?
1: I mean, there there is like a three way tie. And it's it's defensive struggles, sure. Taylor Heineke, and injuries. And I mean, I think when it comes to this game, the biggest impact on there is going to be the injuries. I mean, you have twelve players on this on on Wednesday's injury report to start the week, and every single one of them was either limited or a or non participant. There are no full participants. You know, just listed with an injury for for legal your you know liability issues with the NFL and NFLPA. Every single guy on that list for the Washington Football Team missed at least one snap. Right, that's that's the criteria for limited practice. And I mean, you're talking serious names out there. I mean, Antonio Gibson is on that list. John Bostic is out for the season, so he's not on the list, but he's he's already gone. Curtis Samuel, who's just starting to get back, is still on there. I mean, there's just a litany of of players on this list, and it's it's really hard for a coaching staff who is you know, still dealing with players who are kind of getting used to their roles, how they fit the scheme, what their responsibilities and assignments are. And then, oh, by the way, 12 of them are missing in, in practice. So good luck with, you know, good luck with that. So it's, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, nobody feels bad for you. Like Sean Payton's not going to go out and say, oh God, we'll only use 20% of our playbook because you're so beat up. Like he's going to go out there right. uh, and and throw everything at him that he can. Um, but, you know, just just a little bit more added to the uphill climb for the Washington football team this weekend.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I got to tell you, you have about as many folks on the Washington football team injury report as the Giants had last week on theirs, including number two and number three wide receivers out. And it worked out for New York. So (laughs) hopefully we don't see a repeat of that for my sake when it comes to this matchup. I think for the New Orleans Saints, health is very much a big question mark for them as well. Uh, You know, Teron Armstead, as well as Eric McCoy, they're going to be out moving forward here for at least a little while. The original sort of expectation for Eric McCoy is that he would be out for five to six weeks, but the Saints didn't move him to injured reserve after the first week of the season. So there was maybe a glimmer of hope for them leaving the door open for him to maybe return sooner. But so far, that has not been the case. Teron Armstead was injured last week. The expectation for him is to miss three to six weeks. So he hasn't been moved to injured reserve either. So with that being the case, uh, both of them listed out on the Wednesday injury report so uh you know even though they haven't moved to injured reserve still not great news there at the moment but uh Marshawn Lattimore still showing up on the injury report he will until the cast is off of his hand basically but he was a full participant so nothing of concern there the states have several players that could return from injured reserve or at least are eligible to return from injured reserve including kicker Will Lutz wide receiver Trey uh, Traquan Smith Uh, defensive end Marcus Davenport, linebacker Quan Alexander, but doesn't seem that their actual recovery time matches up with the three-week window minimum of injured reserve logistics side of it all. So I don't think any of those players will be coming back for this week, but we'll see. We'll see as things roll along. But the injury report was nice and, and short for the New Orleans Saints, but that does not reflect the amount of talent that's not going to be on the field for them. So health absolutely no. continues to be a big-time storyline for, I guess, the Washington football team as well as the New Orleans Saints.
1: Uh, talking about the quarterbacks, I mean, Jameis Winston, we were talking about him, and again, a guy that I'm very familiar with, and, and you mm-hmm. asked me, I mean, it, the quarterback, the, the touchdown-interception ratio uh, that he's at right now, 10-2, to 2, is, is that what I would have expected? And even though I did be, believe that moving to New Orleans was going to be an improvement for Jameis, there's no way I would have predicted that type of type of an improvement from him. But then on the other side of the ball, watch the football team. you got Taylor Heineke who comes in for Ryan Fitzpatrick when he gets injured. And, you know, a lot of hype around him, a lot of support from the team and from the fan base after uh, his wild card performance in the Buccaneers in the playoffs this last season, which is great. But then Washington goes out. They try to trade for Matt Stafford and then they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it just kind of shows you from an organizational standpoint, at least at the coaching staff level, nobody really felt like he was ready to take the reins as the starter. Mm-hmm. But there he is two drives into the season. And poof you're the starter and that, and that is what it is and he's you know it's been up and down like you would pretty much expect some of uh Washington's fans have been very intelligent smart in pointing out he's basically a rookie as far as playing time is concerned he's he's getting his third regular season start uh, of the year just last weekend so i mean given all of that all that context and then the fact that Curtis Samuel his number 2 receiving weapon out there was missing right. for most of that time i mean he's done a fairly good job so really just an entire you know sh- base of, of both these teams has been rocks from two teams that were playoff teams last year now it's like it's almost like they're on loose gravel and trying to see if either one of them are gonna get stable in time to make a playoff push for the end of the season
0: yeah and and the loose gravel is that sometimes in in, in many cases the most important position on the field right I mean the the change from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Taylor Heineke as you described the quarterback competition for the New Orleans Saints but it's still a story to watch because you don't ever really know when you have a first year quarterback in a system, regardless of how many years experience they had before and first mm. year in a system, much like much like the situation that Taylor Heineke is in, there are going to be question marks, there are going to be curiosities, and there's going to be trust that needs to be built between organization and player and player to player as well, which I assume Taylor Heineke is also trying to figure out exactly mm. who are the, the weapons to trust in what situations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then rounding it all right back to the original topic here the injuries i mean he was leaning pretty heavily there on logan thomas before uh, curtis samuel got back and then curtis samuel comes back and in the exact same game curtis gets back on the field logan thomas is lost in the first quarter and and he's gonna be out for a little while so now they've got to turn uh, and look to two other options they brought in jay stoneberger uh former green bay packers tight end who knows how fast he's gonna get spun up or what role they really want him in because the guy that they drafted this year to really add. Uh, tight end depth John Bates out of Boise State he's more of a blocker than he is a receiver and, and don't get me wrong he's sure. good at what he does and then you have Samus Reyes who is the more uh, athletic probably offensive type of you know production uh, type of tight end but it's it's, just, it's his first full year playing football I mean he's, he's I don't think he's ready to go out there and, and, and handle right. a real workload so then you got Ricky Seals Jones Although they're also going to lean on the veteran and, and try to see but I mean None of those guys are Logan Thomas, and that's okay to a certain extent, but when you just you you, you expand that by experience quarterback, the new scheme, like you said, and then, again, this litany of injuries uh, that you have here sitting in front of me. I mean, it's it's crazy, and I mean, this is why coaches get paid the big bucks. This is why they have uh, pull-out sofas sometimes in their offices or cots so they can <laughs> spend the night there, and this is why Ron Rivera is one of the best in the business, and so is Sean Payton. So, I mean, it should be a very well-coached and planned-out uh, competition is just going to be a matter of the players who are healthy enough to go out there on the field, executing and, and trying to get
0: a win for one of these teams and their quest for three and two. Three and two. Would love to get to it. I know that. Hey, look, uh, we're going to talk about these uh, coaches, which are going to be a fantastic matchup to watch. But next, we're going to get to key matchups to watch in this game. A couple of Buckeyes going head to head here. They're going to be a ton of fun to watch. For the washington football team and the new orleans saints david harrison of locked on washington football team myself ross jackson we're going to have that coming up for you here in just a moment but i want to tell you about our good friends for a moment over at rockauto.com david i don't know about you man but i am not the greatest when it comes to vehicles i am a thousand mm-hmm. percent that guy that will bring a vehicle to uh, you know, a shop and then describe it by making a noise, you know, it's making kind of that like <clears throat> sound, whenever I turn it on. Mm. I'm a thousand percent that person. So it makes it a little bit tough sometimes when I have to bring a car in because I don't want to make a complete fool of myself right in front of somebody. So I'm always grateful for our friends over at rockauto.com. Cause I ain't got to talk to nobody. I can do it at home from my pajamas, sitting on the couch, watching the office. It's fantastic. And every, whatever it is that I need, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of car I have, what make model year, they've got everything covered in a super easy to navigate catalog. And all those parts, pieces, and accessories that you can get over at those chain stores, you can get at a fraction of the price over in Rock Auto. Because it doesn't matter if you're a do it yourself or a professional, you're paying the same price. So go and show them some love. They're a family business. They've been helping auto parts customers online for over two decades, y'all. They know what they're doing. So go and show them some love and show us some love in the process. But right in Locked On, the How'd You Hear About Us section at checkout to let them know that Locked On sent you. it's Rock Auto. Your amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out at Rock Auto. Dot com. all right everybody continuing on with this crossover thursday episode locked on saints locked on washington football team getting ready for this big matchup in landover maryland both of these teams two and two what are some key matchups that you're going to be watching in this matchup david I'm
1: gonna kind of cheat here, and hopefully, hopefully, I don't uh, Love it. ruin it too cheat. much. But I'm gonna go the Washington defensive line against the the New Orleans offensive line. Oh, and, sure. And I get it; the games are won and lost in the trenches. It's cliche; everybody knows that. But this matchup specifically, because this Washington football team defensive front uh, has has been one of the more disappointing parts of the of the unit, and. Honestly, they haven't been one of the least performing parts of the unit. It's just everybody expected so much from them that the fact that they're still struggling along with the rest of the defense is even more disappointing for people. And, and especially Chase Young, uh, who's a great young leader, great young talent, certainly has all the potential in the world. But, you know, following that 2020 defensive player, or defensive rookie of the year uh, campaign, seven and a half sacks for, for the total season. He doesn't have any sacks yet this year, and he had his opportunity to get one. And threw it away on a on a high hit on Matt Ryan, flagged for uh for rough in the quarterback there. So, you know, his, his one opportunity to really get a sack this this season so far uh turned into a 15-yard penalty and advantage for the Atlanta Falcons and a touchdown not too far after that. So it's it's really imperative that Chase Young kind of gets going. And I think week after week I start making predictions that this is gonna be the week Chase Young is gonna get three sacks, two sacks, one sack. I mean, he just needs to get sure. to the quarterback. He's getting some hits, but even even the hits aren't there. Montez Sweat has really been kind of carrying the weight there from the edge. Uh, rusher perspective for the defensive line and then you have jonathan allen there in the middle who had two sacks since new york giants and it's really kind of anchored things but outside of that it just has not been that dynamic and when you look at this new orleans saints offensive line they can get something early they get some pressure on james winston look i love what james winston is doing i love the the touchdown interception ratio but I haven't missed, I haven't turned a blind eye to some of the classic Jameis throws that he's just, for some reason, getting away with a little bit uh, with the New Orleans Saints. And I mean, there was the one in week one against the Green Bay Packers that everybody remembers quite vividly because it's week one and everybody says, oh, there's Jameis for you. And mm-hmm. he gets away with it because there's a penalty. And I don't think that would have necessarily changed the trajectory of the game, especially in that week. But it just kind of shows that there is that Jameis that everybody uh, knows and loves that's that's such so entertaining to watch who's in there. So if Washington can get pressure on him, then perhaps you can get that Jameis, you know, the, the bad James, to come out a little bit. Maybe the reason Sean Payton is a little bit hesitant to put the game in his hands in crunch time, get that guy to come out, and maybe your defense can capitalize on some plays. Because if you don't, then the Jameis that New Orleans has seen a lot of so far, and the Jameis that we knew was kind of always there during his first five years in the NFL, can also come out, and that's the guy that can torch you for four hundred yards and four touchdowns very easily. And this secondary has not been playing together. They haven't been playing intelligently. They've been biting on a lot of double moves, and they're very susceptible to the deep ball. I already warned Washington fans. The New Orleans Saints—I mean, Michael Thomas ain't there—but they got some weapons, and they can definitely challenge a team deep. So, if this defensive front can't impact James Winston, it could be a very long night for that secondary.
0: Yeah, that's that. It, look, I, I think anytime you talk about the trenches, you you might feel like you're. It, it's it's you know. Obvious or cliche or whatever, but I mean it's it's real, right? Like that's mm-hmm. where these games are won and lost, and you want to see the New Orleans Saints on the opposite side be able to do that too. I mean, they need to be able to get pressure on Taylor Heineke. They had no yep. sacks last week against Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones went off for 402 passing yards yep. in that game, 487 total yards for that Giants offense. So I, I think you, you flip it right around, and it's a key matchup for the New Orleans Saints as well. Uh, but one that I'm really going to be watching a little bit more individual, Uh, Terry McLaurin, the incredibly talented wide receiver over with the Washington football team up against uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Now, Marshawn Lattimore doesn't always travel with the number one receiver. We saw that last week. There were some snaps where Kenny Galladay was matched up with Paulson Adebo. So there's just as much to watch when Terry McLaurin gets matched up with Paulson Adebo if those snaps become available and that matchup is there. But the matchup between Marshawn Lattimore, who up until this past week was PFF's highest graded cornerback with an 88.2 grade he ended up allowing over 110 yards in this game against the uh, uh up against the new york giants but still isn't allowing a passer rating above 100 at this point so he has still been a very reliable player and set himself set himself up with some fantastic performances to open up the season now he's going to be going up against terry mclaurin who you know had two touchdowns last week up against the atlanta falcons thanks for knocking them off by the way that was fantastic uh, and has already made, you know, some big time highlight reel catches and everything. And I, I think he's an incredibly talented player. Everybody that has been hanging around locked on saints the past few years knows how much I like Terry McLaurin. I was all about him in the draft as he was coming in. So now to see the two Buckeyes match up this week, and especially if Curtis Samuel ends up being out, Diami Brown ends up being out, and then they're dealing with the injuries to Antonio Gibson. I mean, Taylor Heineke's best weapon and only weapon to a certain extent, proven weapon, let me say it that way, right. becomes Terry McLaurin. And so you have to be able to shut him down and not allow the repeat of what happened last week to happen again to where these other playmakers or these other role players, excuse me, end up stepping up there. You have to shut down that number one receiver. That way the defense can adequately focus on the other pieces around. We'll see if Marshall Lattimore will be able to do that this weekend in a tough matchup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's something that I wrote up actually for SI.com in my Washington football team coverage. Uh, Sean Payton's post, not post game, but Monday press conference. After getting to watch the film a little bit, it was a kind of asked about what the New York Giants did to really uh, be effective against them. And especially a guy like Daniel Jones, who isn't, isn't—he's you know, he's known as an effective mobile quarterback and all that stuff. But to throw for as many yards he did uh, is a little bit of an anomaly. And, and Coach Payton, you know, was very honest. He said, look, they spread us out and they and they and they worked against us like that. They pushed us. They, they came in uh, tight formations and then they They pushed us deep and really kind of stressed out that defense. And it just so happens that a lot of the things that you saw with the New York Giants and a lot of the things that Sean Payton was talking about uh, that were effective against that New Orleans Saints defense are things that the Washington football team offense uh, wants to do Uh, They're they're Mm -hmm. parts of their offense as well. And Taylor Heineke is mobile Uh, against the Buffalo Bills. We saw Taylor kind of stand in the pocket a lot more, Uh, not as much running, not as much willingness to scramble as, as we really wanted. Not sure if that was a Scott Turner coordinator thing or if that was a quarterback coach or if that was the Taylor Heineke decision that he wanted to maybe prove that he could just do it from the pocket or something like that. But then against Atlanta, we saw Taylor willing to use his legs uh, whenever the the situation called for it. And it was great. And that's exactly, there was a great balance. You know, he got down, there's a couple times he slid right before the first down marker. And (laughs) instead of going for the first down, you end up with second and two, but you know something, if you got a healthy mobile quarterback in a second and two, I think you'll take that over a guy that's on the sideline needing, you know, medical attention and a first down. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing if, if Taylor continues that intelligent quarterback play. And then, I mean, this, this offense wants to, they want to push the ball and Daniel Jones, Ah, uh, pushed the ball downfield against the New Orleans Saints defense last week more than he had in all, all of his other games this year combined. So I think that kind of shows you that the Giants felt like that was something they could they could do well. And if Washington was paying attention, they're going to see it too. And Taylor Heineke already, even though you know he's he's the backup quarterback on an NFL team that's been missing their number two wide receiver in a deep threat, he's already kind of in the middle of the pack there, tied for 17th in the NFL in uh, shots of 20 yards or more. So if they're already doing it in all those circumstances. You just saw a division rival do against New Orleans Saints. I don't see why they're not going to try to take those chances. It's just a matter of, are they smart chances? And is Terry going to beat his, uh, his
0: former uh, college teammate there? All right, absolutely. Yeah, the Saints went from allowing only six 20-plus yard plays over the first three games to allowing seven or eight uh, up against the New York Giants. Yeah. No 40-plus yard plays allowed in those three games, two alone against the Giants. So something to keep an eye out on as they go up against those division rivals over there in the NFC East with the Washington football team. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, keys to victory, but we're also going to get into the betting lines here in just sure. a moment as we continue on with this crossover episode of to Washington football team. Locked on Saints. How oh, are we looking? Where am I going to find that uh, that line over there, David? I no. got. I know I got to be able to find it somewhere.
1: Yeah, those betting lines are going to be provided by BetOnline.ag, and uh, it's a fun place to go. They've got uh, a whole new site, updated site interface, more odds, props, and contests. I participate in them, Ross, every week. Uh, the Tennessee Titans did me dirty and definitely did not all right, help they got me you. last <laughs> weekend. But you know what? It's fun, and it's already money that I had invested, so I, it's not really like I lost anything. Of course, we want all of our people to bet and uh gamble intelligently and smartly. Don't put your lives on the line, but the players are out there putting their health and their interests on the line to entertain you. So why not add a little bit more juice to the uh to the competition there? Head over to betonline.ag, sign up today and get a 50% initial deposit bonus when you sign up with a promo code locked on. Whether you're betting on football, basketball, boxing or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. But online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Let's get it, everybody. It is Crossover Thursday, and we're wrapping this one up. David Harrison at DHarrison82 on Twitter. Co-host over on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. You can catch him over at Locked on Bucks. As well, myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day. And, David, we talked about key matchups. Now let's get into keys to victory. What has to go right for the Washington football team in order to win this thing on Sunday?
1: Yeah, you, you look back at, uh, at at what we talked about, the key matchups and everything like that. I think the pass rush has got to get home. This, is, this has got to be the mm-hmm. week that Washington defense has got to step up. Uh, the secondary is is you know dealing with some some health concerns as well, and then the linebacking group just lost John Bostick, kind of their their veteran leader there. Uh, Jamin Davis probably going to get uh, some more snaps. Maybe Jalen Smith, I don't know, former Dallas Cowboy. Maybe he comes in and joins joins the crew as well. But whatever it is, that defense got to step up, and I think it starts up front. So uh, as far as not necessarily a prediction, but I think that if the watch Football Team defense really wants to keep the Saints from being able to put enough points on the board. Uh, to, to allow Taylor Heineke and that offense enough opportunities to work with their new weapons, get used to the kind of adjustments they have to make with the injured players, and also keeping Antonio Gibson's workload a little bit light as he continues to deal with that lower leg injury. I think they need to have at least three or four sacks against quarterback like Jameis Winston. If you do that, that pressure accumulates. It builds over the course of the game, and it causes him to be a little bit inaccurate, a little bit rushed on some of those late-game critical throws, and I think that helps you kind of seal that game away. If you're Washington, if they don't get to Jameis again, I feel like if they don't get to him, it's going to be a long day for that Washington football team secondary, uh, and they're not going to have a lot of success.
0: Yeah, I think I I look over for the New Orleans Saints, and maybe I'm being a little bit nitpicky here, but I think it's about winning on the offensive side, winning in early downs, first and second downs. You described to me the idea of Taylor Heineke scrambling on a first down and sliding too early, but it's still being a second and two. I'll take a second and two, any and all days. New Orleans Saints right now up near the top of the league in first and 10 rushes with 57. There's six in the NFL there, but in the passing game on first and 10, only 31, which makes them 31st in the NFL. And that extends over to second down as well, because on those rushes, they're only averaging on first and 10, 3.89 yards. So if you look at where they're sitting in terms of throws on second and eight plus you're talking about 20th on, on throws of third, uh, excuse me, second and eight, uh, 31st on throws of second and nine, and then 32nd, very bottom of the league on throws on second and 10. So they get behind when it comes to these situations, sometimes early on, on first down, and they suffer for it, on second down where they're averaging on second and 10, only 2.4 yards per carry. So It is even though they're looking to run the ball in those situations, they're not getting themselves the help that they need to get themselves to third down and manageable. And because of that, they are dealing with some uh, pretty, uh, pretty big averages when it comes to yards to go over on third down. So winning early on first and second down is going to be big for this team in order to allow them to string together some of the drives that they want. You look back at the Green Bay Packers game, they had a drive, two drives of 15 plays, another drive of about 10 plays, several double-digit drives there. You saw the big drive up against the New England Patriots that ended up sealing that game. That was a 13-play, yeah. 75-yard drive. The Saints want those long, extended drives. They want to be able to do that in the run game in particular, but sometimes you're going to have to pass on those early downs to set yourself up for success when you need to get another first to extend those drives. So that's going to be a big key for me that I'm going to be watching. Uh, And it's going to come down to having some balance over on the offensive side as well. The run game and the passing game. The Saints found some really, really nice things against the New York Giants that I think will make them a little bit more comfortable in the passing game. However, they're going to be outdoors on the road, which tends to mean a defensive and run focused game for the Saints. We'll see if that is the route that they go, or if they try to balance things out when it comes to the passing game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, James Winston is mobile too. I mean, he's not—he's no Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, and maybe he's not even a Taysom Hill necessarily, yeah. but he's got some underrated athleticism and speed himself. And and when he decides to get north and south, he can get north and south in a hurry. And if this a Washington football team defense again—if the Saints' offense is spreading them out and they're not getting early pressure on him and they're stretching the defense out—I mean, they could find they could find themselves in, in in a world of hurt with James Winston using his legs a little bit. So. I'm actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching. Fans are going to hate to hear me say this, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching James play again. It, it's been a while, and, and he's always entertaining. you got to watch play. So I'm looking forward to it. But I'm, I'm hoping, right, for the sake of my, of my job, that uh, they do a good job and I can talk about good football and winning Washington football team. football.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they look, for for New Orleans Saints' uh, sake, I hope you're absolutely right that we get the good, uh, you know, we get all of that uh, sort of, I, I, I don't want to say that you get the good Jameis because to me, you've gotten the good Jameis but I'm waiting for the Saints to open things up for the good Jameis Mm -hmm. to be able to be the great Jameis. So we'll see if they get to this place sooner rather than later, or if it takes until they get their full identity back with the players that are currently uh, injured. All right, you mentioned betonline.ag earlier on today, the New Orleans Saints right now favored in this matchup on the road. I hate it. I hate it when it comes to road favorites. It's my least favorite thing, David. But the Saints are favored minus one in this one, mm-hmm. uh, expected to be a, a relatively low scoring game. What are you thinking for this matchup? I think I'm going to go
1: I'm going to go 24, 23, and, and that's kind of the margin that I'm going to keep it at. Um, I'm going to lean Washington. It's a home game mm-hmm. uh, for one. And, and as much as as much as I'm concerned about that defensive front, uh, I'm more I'm more encouraged by what Taylor Heineke showed against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and again, that was a game that kind of went back and forth, and there were a lot of uh, pressure-packed moments on the road uh, for him. I think that was a, a really big growing moment for him. So, you know, for Saints fans that that maybe didn't watch the broadcast or know this, the story, uh, Heineke is from Georgia. You know, went to high school like an hour away from from where the Atlanta Falcons play currently, and and just the story. You know, of, of, of the XFL backup NFL quarterback. You know, out of football last year. You know, was was taking math classes. That's you know, everybody loves to point that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the watch football teams kind of called him he actually hit up Scott Turner, Washington's offensive coordinator for a coaching opportunity. He said, Hey coach, you know, can you bring me under your staff, and mentor me, and develop me into a coach? And he said, You know what, don't hang up your pads just yet. We might have an opportunity for you. And now here he is, you know, leading an NFL team. And he may not be a Washington fan, he may not even be a Taylor Heineke fan. Yeah, it's a little bit cheesy, but I mean, you know, we're all human beings in this in this world and and you only know for sure you get one chance at it. You know, maybe you get it two. That'd be awesome. But Uh, If you only get one, you want to make the best of it. And Taylor's the kind of guy that's just he's just a good dude going out there, going from sleeping on his sister and brother in law's couch, uh, walking the dog with a 60 pound weight vest on to stay in shape to uh, to leading an NFL. I mean, one of 32 guys in the world that can say he's leading an NFL franchise on the field uh, this weekend. So I just I think the story is just amazing. Um, And then, you know, on top of that, the play and especially the intelligent decision making he displayed in Atlanta compared to Buffalo showed a lot of growth. And if he can build on that, I think that uh, the 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 watch football team can take advantage of some of the things that the Giants showed. Um, I prefer to stay away from Marshawn Lattimore. So if you have both <laughs> Buckeye receivers out there, whichever Buckeye he's not covering, like let's target that guy. Let's go, go to that one. <laughs> let's go after the young guy. Let's go after Adiba, even though I like him a lot too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not Marshawn Lattimore yet. You know what I mean? So um, I right. kind of look for that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. And in today's NFL, mid-20s is still kind of a defensive battle. So I've got 24-23 Washington.
0: Great stuff. Actually, I'm glad that you picked the Washington football team because when folks, when I've done these crossovers and the teams and, and the opposing host picks the Saints, the Saints have lost. So I, I very much appreciate you doing I that. I changed because my That's going to save. No, no, no. Too late. It's too late. Too late. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Saints similarly 24-21, but I'm going to take the Saints to win this one. I, I think this is just a, a must-have. For them. They go into the bye. They get a bunch of pieces back after this bye week. Very tough seven-game stretch. I think that this is going to be a very important game for New Orleans. And I think that this is an opportunity for them to bounce back. And honestly, over the past few years, they've been better on the road than they have been at home. They've just been a better road team. So we'll see if they're able to keep all of that going. Uh, gonna be a ton of fun though. I think this matchup is gonna be close, and I think it's gonna be a very, very fun one. I expect some fireworks from both of these teams, and uh it's gonna be a blast. And this was a blast here on another crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, thank you all very much for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go and check out Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson over at the Peacock and Williamson NFL show for all the NFL news that you need in under 30 minutes. David Harrison at dharrison82 on Twitter. You can catch him and Chris every Monday through Friday over on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Nola. On Twitter. You can catch me every single Monday through Friday over at Locked On Saints. And uh, a ton of fun for this matchup, David. It was an absolute blast breaking it down with you. Oh, I always love talking to you, wrestling. Looking forward to doing it uh, two more times this season. That's right. We got a ton coming up for you here as we continue on on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.